Shri Guru Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Jai Gaud Premanande Shri Chaitanya Sardamrita Ki Jai So we're continuing our discussion of Krishna Tattva as it appears in Ramananda Sambad. Mahaprabhu has asked Ramananda to speak about Krishna Tattva. Indeed he said, Kibobi Praki Vanasi Sudurakenai E Krishna Tatuveta Se Guru Ai, which means One who knows the truth of Krishna can be a Guru. Regardless of what where they may position they may hold in the eyes of others from a societal, religious, racial um gender perspective, Giba Vipra, Giba Nashi, Sudra Kenena. And Ramananda was a Sudra in the social religious system and Mahabharata was a sannyasi, so it was a real turnaround for um, Ramananda as a Sudra to be the guru of a sannyasi, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But he knew the Krishna Tattva, Krishna Tattva And so he said, whoever knows such as my guru, please now speak something about Krishna Tattva. So we're in the final section of that. Uh, he began, as we discussed in the last two evening sessions, by quoting from Brahma Samhita, a verse that gives us some samandagyan about Krishna, the cause of all causes, the uh, original person, the... Uh, um, the Ishwara, and more, possessed of his own special shakti, which makes for a form of Satchidanda and so forth. But he's quickly left that uh, drier subject, how Krishna is, 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 is God from a more worldly perspective. Although, as I said, the verse takes us a little bit to both sides, more on this side, what we would think God should be like, the controller, the cause of all causes, the, so on and so forth, to the other side where, about which most religious traditions don't speak much. Hmm? So this is the main subject of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So he's gone from there quickly. He gave the Samsambandha Gyan, and then he said, and... And and this Krishna is worshipped like this. How how is he worshipped? What is the Abhideya that he gave? Kamabij, Kamgayatri, Vrindavane, Aprakriti Navina Madana. In Vrindavan, he's the new and transcendental Cupid. And Kambij, Kamgayatri. He's worshipped with the Kambij and Kamgayatri. This is the Upasana for worshipping him. Hmm? And the result we heard last night, among other things, is Kambijai. Kam is conquered over hmm? entirely. It's not possible by Gyan to retire that through repression. Hmm? Anyway, we discussed it at some length how Shiva was not capable of destroying um, Cupid and in his efforts only empowered him that much more by burning him to ashes and making him invisible. Now he's more problematic is the idea. But uh, this Cupid, this transcendental Cupid, Krishna, oh, he he's very extraordinary because he... Um, Unlike Cupid, who attracts men and women, he can attract men, women, animals, moving and non-moving living beings, and even Cupid himself. So Cupid is defeated, is the point here. Kambijai. And Prem. Prem is, um, is, the, is the blessing. Hmm. With the ingress 
of Prem, Kam goes the other direction. They look similar, but they're not the same. What do they dif- how do they differ? Like the dark moon, night, and the noon, day, sun. Material desire and Prem, they look similar on the surface, but they're like entirely different. Hmm? Because one is, Kam is, Kamendriya priti vancha is the desire to satisfy one's senses. And prem is the desire to satisfy Krishna's senses. Krishnendriya priti. Love of Krishna's senses. So, we discussed these things. And, and having said this about um, Krishna, he said that different devotees worship him in different sentiments. Sakya, Dasya, Vatsalya, Madhurya. And in that worship, he's the object of love. And they are the embodiment of the love. So he says that he is the perfect object of love for a variety, a great variety of love exhibited by various devotees. So we know there's different types of love of God exhibited by different devotees, and Krishna can accept it all. This is then, uh, he wants to say here, a difference between Krishna and every other form of God hmm? that we know, at least in our practical experience, and what we hear in the prayers of those who love the different forms of God, we don't find um, all possibilities of love there. This is only found in Krishna. The idea that there could be all such kinds of love, friendly love, intimate love, romantic love, and so forth, of God is maybe hinted at here and there, but in Gaudiya Vaishnava, of course, this is central peace, and, 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 and in order to have that, you have to have perfect object of love. So this is how God is uh, described. This is now from the point of view of rasatattva. Hmm. He's describing him, and he goes to tonight's verse, which is the first verse of Sri Rupa's book, Bhagavad Gita. No, no, it couldn't be that. <laughs> Bhakti Rasa Amrita Sindhu, the ocean Sindhu of Bhakti Rasa. And uh, see, the book starts out on a, on a high note. Akila Rasamrita Muti, Prasrimara Ruchi Rudha Tarakapali, Kalita Shamalali Lalito Radha Prayan Vidur Jayati. So, Shirupa begins his book like this in a very, with a very poetic verse. He says, Vidur Jayati. May the moon be victorious. Vidu hmm? means the moon. And Jayati means victory to the moon. Victory to the moon. Hmm? He's saying the moon is victorious. Just see the glory of the moon, victorious as it is. Hmm? In what ways that it is, is it such? Akilaras Amritu Muti. It is the very form of nectar, rasa. Rasa means like uh, liquid nectar, juice. Uh, you know, if you don't have any juice, you've got to talk to somebody. <laughs> something that makes us go around, something like that. So... He says that the moon is victorious because it is the very, um, f- the very form of juice of the, that, 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 that makes the world go round. So, you would think Rupa Goswami is looking at the moon and he sees like, what is he saying? It's like made out of blue cheese or something. You know, it's made out of nectar. It's made of... I think the moon is made out of nectar. I mean, could he be that crazy? You would think. What are, of course, what do we think in the modern world? It's made out of nothing. It's nothing. It's just rocks. They cost a lot to get them these days, but, but you can't do anything with them. 
they aren't worth anything. Hmm. Something like that. We don't think that they say, they went to the moon two, three, couple times. It's not worth going back to. They haven't gone since, I don't know, 30, 40 years, something like that. It wasn't as uh, exciting. And this is the nature of, in one sense, the world today, the heavens, the stars, they don't excite the people in the same way. Hmm? Because when you look out with a view to conquer them, hmm, subjugate them, and so forth, then it takes, arguably, takes the life out of them. Hmm? Then the worlds, the nights, the stars, the, the heavens, secrets will be withheld, as we often say. If you love someone, then they will tell you all their secrets. So the sages, our charges, they looked at the world in a, through a very different lens. You have to understand this. They weren't looking at it through the lens of conquering subjugating, putting the flag there hmm? in a very, very different way hmm? and in a very beautiful way. And they figured that the vegetables, hmm, they get some juice from the moon. Hmm? Now in Madhuvan, if you need to cut a certain tree or you want to, I say, prune a tree you ask Guan to prune a tree, say, can I do now? They have to wait for the moon in a certain fit. Then if you prune, if you cut wood at this time, during the, this phase of the moon, then it will be good wood. Otherwise, it, will, it will, won't last. Hmm? They won't. They're convinced of that. I believe them. Hmm? And, um, and, and it's a nice, it's a very kind of, if you will, it's a friendly worldview to live within. Hmm? One of where there's great regard for nature and so forth and, uh, and her, her powers. And so they thought that, uh, and if you plant at this time, if you, if, you, if you breed the cows at this time, you'll get a male cow. And this time you get a female. Call depend on the shams and knows all this phases of the moon and so forth. Uh, when the plant, when the, and the and the moon would give the taste. Is, is thought they probably don't think like that in the modern world, but the moon gives taste to the vegetables. So, giving the taste, then it must be made of nectar itself. Hmm. It makes them relishable. So the moon itself is a, is the very form of of, of rasa. Hmm? So this is, in one sense, a very kind of poetic way of looking at the world. But they really looked at the world like this through this lens. They lived, if you will, in a poetic world view that gave meaning, deep meaning to everything, because every 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 all their descriptions everywhere were positing consciousness everywhere. The consciousness is, as we know, is the basis of meaning. I wrote a little thing, you might have seen it, I put it in the Tatva Vivek, because you often hear this, that um, some kind of half-baked atheist and, and some who were pretty well cooked as well, they, they, they accuse the theists of just, oh, so... Uh, I, I, they say, they often say, I believe in science, not magic. Discussion over, debates finished, you believe in magic, I believe in science. You often hear this kind of thing. So, I replied, no, I don't believe in magic, I believe in meaning. Hmm? In meaning. And I also believe in myself. I believe that I exist, that I'm a real entity, hmm? and that I am, uh, as such, as, as a unit of the subjective world, the basis of meaning in this world and value, hmm? that unto itself, independent of the subjective, the objective world has no meaning, has no value. That's your worldview. Hmm? You believe the world has no meaning. And it's true. They, they, they have to be pressed. They'll have to say, Philip, for example, the famous atheist, uh, 
and spokesperson, uh, Richard Dawkins, was pressed, and he admitted, he said, in my worldview, I, I will have to say, yes, it's true, there's no difference in raping a, a, um, a you know, whatever, an underaged girl and, um, and um, uh, in, you know, an act of kindness. There's no, there's no difference. These are, in other words, there's no meaning. There's, these are just, we create meaning, but there aren't, there aren't any real meanings, ontologically based meaning. There's just atoms, billiard balls bouncing against, of course, I don't know who put them in motion, but that's, you know, but just bouncing off of one another. There's no meaning there. There's no more meaning to such person's uh, attempt to sound meaningful than the sound of the rain falling on the roof top. So, no, I don't believe in magic, but I believe in meaning. And I believe that I actually exist. I'm actually a, a real entity that that not only are the lights on, but there's somebody home and it's me. And conversely, of course, they believe that the lights are on, but nobody's home. There's an appearance of a self, but there's no real self in there. It's just a brain, somehow. Hmm? So, what are the implications of that worldview? Ultimately, the implications, cut to the chase, of that worldview are, or the significant one in regard to the discussion, is that hmm, for a certain period of time, hmm, for no particular reason, hmm, certain physical properties begin to have feelings hmm, and think about themselves like they believe that the floor starts thinking about itself at some, some point. In other words, matter arranges itself in a way in such that at a certain point it starts feeling and thinking that I am. Hmm? And that is magical thinking. <laughs> if I was to say to you that, uh, you know, just keep watching, and, and time, as I like to give the example, one of these billiard balls will say, ouch. And if they would do that, they would think, that's magical. Hmm? How can that happen? Hmm? So it's just the reverse, actually. And, of course... What's the point of having a discussion with a self-professed automaton? Hmm. I can't figure that out. <laughs> Why I should enter into such a such a debate? So, at any rate, this is the unfortunate um, reality of the. You know, it's not that it's it's one and a, a prominent modern. Uh, worldview based on a particular interpretation of data that's inconclusive, but it's, but um, for various um, uh, reasons, is, is given a lot of credence by um, a number of people, and so the wonder of this heavens and so forth is not what it used to be. I mean, there is a a a, a pursuit of what's out there and it's exciting and looking into matter and so forth, but they, but they don't really find anything worth uh, uh, anything as valuable that is inherently meaningful. Hmm? And the one who is inherently meaningful, of course, is the one doing the looking and the pursuing and so forth, and should look to itself. This is the idea. Hmm? And this is what the Goswamis are advocating that and more, of course. Look to yourself, and you look to yourself, you have to look to your source, and you are an object of meaning. You, They would put it a different way. You are an object of love. Love is what has meaning. They will think love has no, no meaning. That's at least has the least meaning. We will say, no, you're a unit of, an object of love, and you are such because of the nature of your source. And here's where he's going. Hmm? And so what's he talking about the moon for? Hmm? Yeah. He says, the moon is the abode of, of, of rasa, the, fo- the fo- fo- form of rasa. Hmm? 
It's a poetic worldview, but it's not just like a rote poetry. And really, really, we know it's made out of something else. And you know, they don't think like that. <laughs> they're not even concerned with what it's made out of. They're they're concerned with what 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 the the underlying consciousness reality is. The objective world is just on the surface, and they're and and, and pursuing the subjective world and they look at the objective world in such a way that will help to pursue that and from that perspective hmm, and so forth so a very beautiful idea and the moon is the form of 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 of, of nectar it, it, it of, of rasa it gives the juice to all the, the vegetables it makes the trees grow and so on and so forth and it spreads abundantly its light and by its light, it shows the way hmm? in the night, dissipating the darkness. Of, and, and darkness can be oppressive. Hmm? And it's, it's um, in a sense, analogous with, with, with ignorance and, and, and the um, suffering that comes with it. So it, it, it does away with um, uh, suffering and makes people happy. Hmm? The moon, full moon. It makes people happy when they see it. Hmm? So it, it does. It, it destroys the suffering. It alleviates the suffering in the darkness of the night. It gives light. It makes people happy. Hmm? And in doing so, it is so luminous that that certain uh, minor stars, Tarakopali, they are. Um, overshadowed, hmm? completely subjugated, hmm? and Shama Lalita and Kalita Sham, and the night it embraces the night, hmm? it subjugates the, the lesser controllers, stars, it embraces the night, hmm? and in the springtime of the Vishaka constellation. It itself is nourished and shows itself in the fullest, in its fullest, and most beautiful uh, phase. Hmm? So this is how it begins the book, <laughs> and of course uh, this is uh, the poetic uh, rendering of the verse that. Um, um, it's all speaking about Krishna. Krishna is the 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 uh, uh, the form, full form of rasa, akila rasa amrita murti, and the word vidu, which means the moon, also is a name for Krishna, hmm? who conquers all. Hmm? Uh, vidu jayati, who's able to to conquer all, control all by by. Uh, love and affection. Krishna is said to liberate even the demons that no other avatar is said to uh, do. If, if we study the Puranas, we see the demons are killed by different avatars. They don't get liberated. Only when Krishna slays them, they get liberated. So he can deliver everyone. Hmm? So it's a play on, on, on words. Vidu means Krishna. And he is the... Um, this is a distinguishing characteristic from the Gaudi perspective. He is, as I said earlier, that object of love that um, uh, that all expressions of love can have um, can be uh, experienced in relation to hmm? Krishna alone. Not even Narayan or any of the other avatars can exchange love in the same way as Krishna. And this is the way. Of course, in which the Godi is one of the ways in which they come to the logical conclusion that that Krishna is the source of all forms of Godhead because he's the full face in terms of the uh, object of loving possibilities. Hmm? He's the one who says, as they approach me, I reciprocate accordingly. Hmm? I can do that because who I am. Narayan cannot do that. When he appeared in the springtime, Rasalila, four, four, with four arms, Krishna 
like Narayan and the gopis were looking for him, they, they just paid obeisances and asked, where is Krishna? Hmm. He, he, he could not satisfy them hmm. uh, in a four-armed form. Hmm. So the two-armed, Vibhuj, Krishna, this is Swayam Bhagwan. He is Akhila Rasamrita Murti. Hmm. And he spreads his light out, his influence out in such a way that amongst those who are his inti- most intimates in Prema Madhurya, hmm, as uh, these gopikas, hmm, then some of them are in a favorable group to Radha, some are in Radha's group, some are in between, neutral, some are opposed. So the play on the words Taraka means stars, Pali means light, he subjugates the light of the stars, certain stars. That means Taraka and Pali, these gopis who are vipaksha, who are opposed to Radha's group and competitors and so forth. He subjugates them. He, he um, and Lalit and Vishaka, like the moon, embraces the night. He has equal. Uh, he, he likes he, he likes them all, but <laughs> he embraces them. Hmm? Um, and the distinction here uh, is unlike these two, whom he subjugates with his love and controls them, and they they are um, therefore uh, submissive lovers, like Chandravali hmm? is a submissive lover. Hmm? So he's able to subjugate them in this sense. Then the immediate, the, 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 the Madhyama, hmm, the Tasta Paksha, yeah, and in between position. But Radha Prayan, hmm, Radha is another name for the Vishaka constellation in which uh, in springtime under this constellation the moon is said to be at its best, something like that. So while uh, the other two groups are don't control him, hmm? he controls them, one group completely, another group to some extent. And But Radha per se, uh, herself, hmm? she subjugates him. Let's make a question, of course, the dear Lalita, who's subjugated by his... Lover, hmm? she is not a submissive lover, and Krishna comes under her in influence. And just as the moon then is, while he may embrace the night, nice, while he may extinguish more or less, for all intents and purposes, the lesser lights of the stars close to him. Hmm? Hmm? This star, Radha, this constellation, nourishes him, hmm? makes him more full. Hmm? So this is, is this is the beginning then of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and it says that Krishna is the full face object of love of Rasa, and it says hmm, more covertly. Hmm? That's covert enough in the, in the poetic way that it's presented, but. Even more covertly, you have to look real closely to see, and that, that the last point and the final point and the, the, the kind of the the high point of Gaudiya Vaishnavism that that um, that while he is the full face uh, of the full object, perfect object of love, her love, Radha's love, is perfect, and it it conquers him. And of course, when you put these two together, we find that that although he is the perfect object of love which would mean what? That he can reciprocate perfectly in kind for the measure of love that's offered to him. Hmm? The implication of what's being said here, that Radha nourishes him, is that he can't reciprocate in kind for her love. Hmm? He becomes, the tables are turned, he becomes the debtor. Hmm? His... um, statement about himself is is tested, so to speak, by Radha. Oh, if I 
you can reciprocate in kind however anyone approaches you in love. So I, this is my approach, and he cannot reciprocate. So the tables are turned, therefore he becomes the servant of Radha's love. That is, of course, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who has to go out throughout the world and broadcast her love is the greatest, her love is the greatest, Jai Radhe, Jai Radhe. He's has to do this, as we've heard, every day, once in every day of Brahma. Hmm? And Bhagavatam, he says, in the life of Brahma, I could not repay you. So I'm saying it like this. <laughs> this is what he's saying. Every day of Brahma, I have to take birth and glorify your love and make devotees for you. Hmm? And, and then I still won't be able to repay. So, this is the great Ujwal Rasa, the gift of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world. And seeing this, of course, Radha thinks, just say, okay, okay. He loves me so much. This is how he feels about my love. Hmm. She feels indebted. But So this is a beautiful beginning of a very important book hmm, on what? On Bhakti Rasa. What is Bhakti Rasa? Hmm. Prabhupada was quick to come out with a summary study of that. And of course he was moving like the wind across the, the earth and writing books and trying to get some foothold here and there for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, ideal. Hmm. But um, summary study of a book implies the whole book is worth studying at some length. Indeed it is. It's, 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 the, it's the most... There's nothing like it uh, uh, as far as a treatise on bhakti. Bhakti is a popular term now. And if you translate it as love or devotion, it's, it's also quite popular idea. Hmm? Um, and here is the, the most comprehensive book on the subject of divine love. You can't, There's nothing anywhere that compares to this book. You can go to the Narada Bhakti Sutras as a, you know, a, it's the only thing that would remotely um, compare to it, and it pales hmm? um, in the face so this should be celebrated and circulated such such a contribution uh, to the world kind of a science that use a kind of a proper terminology terminology of, of loving God hmm? it's very extraordinary very extraordinary book hmm? so this is how it begins and Krishna Kabira cites the first verse here to make his point that Krishna to further establish his point that he's just made that Krishna is the object of love for all devotees. So all types of devotees with all types of sentiments hmm, can um, apply those sentiments in relation to Krishna. You can love him reverentially as well, for example, or with Prima Madhurya. So this is his... No, nobody's like that. <laughs> so it's very... I know it's where uh, this is our our subjective reality, but it's, there's a lot of objectivity to it, is the point. Hmm? It uh, needs to be shared about in the world. Shingar, he says, Rasaraj mai mutidhar atevatma parjanta sarvachitahar. He says, so Krishna is attractive for all devotees in all mellows because he's the personification of well, because he's the reservoir of all pleasure, you can say, and therefore he's attractive not only to all the devotees, but also to himself. And then he quotes from Gita Govinda, my dear friends, just see how Krishna is enjoying the season of spring with the gopis embracing each of his limbs he is like amorous love personified. With his transcendental pastimes, he enlivens the gopis in the entire creation. With his soft, bluish, black arms and legs, which resemble blue lotus flowers, very soft, he has created a festival for Cupid. Lakshmi kantadi avatarer hare man. Lakshmi Adi Narigoner Kore Akashan. He 
Now he'll go on. He 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 attracts also Narayan, hmm? who is the incarnation of Sankarshan, the husband of the law, of goddess of fortune. He attracts not only Narayan, but also all the women. All excuse me, also all women headed by the goddess of fortune, the consort of Narayan. These are revolutionary concepts. You have to understand. Hmm? He attracts Narayan. Narayan is, is, is the god. It's thought that Krishna is the, by many the avatar of a certain phase of Narayan only. But, but, but no, yes, and there's evidence. So now he'll cite from the Bhagavatam hmm, that Narayan is attracted to Krishna from the 10th canto, the famous incident in Dwaraka. Uh, there was a Brahman and... As soon as his sons were born, one after one, they disappeared. So he complained to the administration. I am a Brahmin. I do my religious duties. And the Kshatriyas should be creating an environment that's conducive for me to do so. But every time a son is born, he disappears. Where he goes, nobody knows. It's like that airplane that recently disappeared. In, from Malaysia, where did it go? So, just like that, his sons disappeared, went to another dimension. So Arjuna, of course, his Kshatriya ego, said, well, I'm, I, yes, we are in charge, and we are protecting the Brahmins, that's our duty, and so I will make a vow that, that um, if uh, they're, what did he say, if you're, if I, I will find your sons. And if I cannot find them, then I will kill myself. Hmm? So off he went, looking for the sons everywhere, and he couldn't find them. Hmm? So he was prepared to kill himself, and of course, Krishna stopped him. Krishna would not allow that. Krishna made him break his promise. Hmm? Such is the nature of Krishna's love for his devotees. They said, so then you come with me, we'll go together. And we'll find those sons. So they went, and 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 they went. And they, went. <laughs> and they arrived at the, uh, at the, uh, what, what would be called? Hmm? The, the, pla- the, the planet of the, of the Boma, hmm? what is it? Narayan. There's supposed to be a planet of Narayan. Um, Within, within, somehow within the universe, like the Bhagavatam is compared to a planet, a spiritual planet in the universe. So they went there, and there were all the sons. And when they got there, Narayan paid his respects, and he said, forgive me, but I wanted your darshan. So I did this on purpose. Now you may take the sons, and you may return. Arjun can keep his life and his vow, and I'm very satisfied hmm? that the two of you, Arjuna and Krishna, you're doing wonderful things on earth, and I wanted to get a close-up view of you. So for this reason, I've, I've uh, engaged in this kind of mischief. Hmm? So this is, Narayan is not particularly a mischievous type um, in comparison to Krishna, but under the influence of Krishna, some mischievousness came in him and he engineered the whole, orchestrated the whole affair. It's a famous uh, incident of Bhagavatam for, for the Godias to illustrate this extraordinary point. Hmm? That Narayan, he, now that means he's the source of all avatars, so it means all avatars, Ekala Ishara Krishna Arsabhrita, they are all attracted to Krishna. Hmm? So it's another way of saying Krishna's too, Bhagavan Swayam. Hmm? Now, Okay, so Narayan is attracted to him. And it's been implied here also, or said also, not only Narayan, but his wife, who's the most chaste lady. Hmm? So she's prepared, to, apparently, to give up her chastity. She's known for this. Lakshmi is always with Narayan. Hmm? Hmm. And um, very uh, faithful, but she wants to have the association of Krishna, so her fidelity... Her chastity is apparently in question. Mahaprabhu brought this up to Venkata, who was a devotee of Lakshmi Narayan, said, 
famous incident in his preaching in the south, further south, where he goes from here. Why Lakshmi, if she's the chaste wife of Narayan, wanted to associate with Krishna? And Venkata said, well, it's not like that. Krishna and Narayan, they're one. In Tattva, they're one, they're God. It's a different face of God, so it's not like she's going with anybody else. Why you, why you make joke like that? Hmm? Lakshmi is chaste. And so Mahaprabhu said, well, that's a good answer. But then I have another question. Yes, what is that? Hmm? Young sannyasi. What other question do you have? I can answer. <laughs> he said, how come she couldn't go with Krishna? She wanted to, but she couldn't. And then Venkata fainted. Well, you are not a human being. <laughs> Who would ever think like that? What kind of thinking is that? How could you... Uh, of course, there are statements like this, but this is what the Goswamis have done. They've compiled those and brought them all out. And when you hear it all, it's just like obvious, but but it takes a Godia person to bring all that out. Hmm? Such deep insight they have into the nature of of Krishna. Hmm? Why Lakshmi wanted, why she could not, she had to follow like the gopis, of course. Hmm? And she would, she couldn't do that. Hmm? She has her own ego as a, as a servant of Narayan, but she wanted to, so she's attracted to Krishna. Hmm? And, uh, uh, so such is his attractive power and as this this is the final section of this section on Krishna Tattva hmm, as it was alluded to just um, moments earlier apne apna madurje kharip apanarman apana apani chahi korite alingan Krishna's sweetness is so attractive right, that it steals away even his own mind Hmm? Thus, he wants to embrace himself. Hmm. Yes, yes. And he, he cites a beautiful verse from Rupa Goswami's Lalita Madhava. Upon seeing his own reflection in a jeweled pillar, hmm, Krishna desired to embrace it, saying, Alas, I have never seen such a person before. Hmm. Hmm. Who is he? Hmm. Just by seeing him, I become eager to embrace him. Exactly like Radharani does. Hmm? So this is, of course, also part of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, Krishna's desire that gives rise to his appearance as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Experience the sweetness of Krishna's form hmm? like only Radha can. He gets a glimpse by seeing it in, in the pillar. So so he, he concludes with this, Krishna's attracted to his own self. Hmm? He's all attractive. This is his position. Eta sankshepe kohila kushneda swarup, ebe sankshepe kohi shuna radha tatvarup. So Ramananda then said, Thus I have briefly explained the original form of the personality of Radha. Now let me speak about radha tatva. So then he'll go down to the bottom of radha tatva and he'll start going up. From there, as he did with Krishna Tattva. Any question? Is there, are there no sadhaka siddhas in the opposing camps of Radha? Sadhana siddhas? Who, right. No. Do they practice sadhana to enter into the opposing camp? Right. Not in Gaudiya Vaishnava. So. <laughs> Definitely no. Well, there are two other Rag Mark Sampradayas and uh, that's Balava Sampradaya and uh, Nimbark Sampradaya and they have some interest in Saki Bhav but um, from the Godi perspective the Nimbarki's attainment of Saki Bhav is not in the Braj hmm, because they they don't accept Parakya you know what Parakya is Parakya means the that the unwedded relationship between Radha and Krishna. They don't accept parakya in the in Golok. Means they don't they don't go to that part where it goes on. <laughs> they go to the fringe of the Golok where there's a Swakya Lila. Lila. Hmm. There's a married Lila of Radha and Krishna. Hmm. 
and they can become they can become sakis there of some kind. Now I don't know of all the details of their particular pursuits. And then there's the balabasampradaya. They may have some. It is said that the son of Balaba was considered to be an incarnation of Chandravali, so maybe they have some interest in that side, but that is uh, as it is uh, definitely a, um, a, um, a slammed closed door for the devotees. Raghunathas was doing his bhajan and one uh, gopi came carrying some butter yogurt on her head and saw the sadhu. What she wanted to give him some something, some offering. And he said, Oh, very nice, thank you. What, what village are you from? He said, She said, Sakistalia is the village of Chandravali. And he refused to take anything from there. <laughs> I won't even take anything from that place. No. These are very high loving uh, sentiments, fidelity to to Radha. Of course, Chandravali, the leading competitor, she's a manifestation of Radha mm-hmm. for the purpose of bringing out all these different sentiments and so forth. And that's only possible with with Krishna and Radha is the full, like all so many of the principal gopis, they're just like partial manifestations of her, some aspect of her, some one of her moods. For example, Marsh, you wanted to make a point. Well, uh, they, the Pushti Marjoravis seem to, uh, to, to, the, to the extent that they seem interested in in uh, in Sringararati. Uh, I think they s- see the bank of the Jamuna. Jamuna. Yeah, then and and also more important than the than the rasa. Yeah. Stali. They their main thing is the Jamuna. Yeah, the, yeah. At the same time. That's their holiest of places. The influence of the Gaudias, the famous Pushti Mark uh, scholar in Kirtaniya Shamdas conceived they as a Hindu Jagarati Yeah, it's curious because Balaba doesn't mention her at all in his commentary on the Bhagavatam. Mm-hmm. Where the Gaudias would Bring her out, you know, everywhere, especially in Rasalila. He doesn't mention her at all. I studied his commentary once. On, uh, he was a scholar, of course, and Mahaprabhu blessed him to have his own group. But, and they have emphasis also on a Vatsali Rasa, but then there's a Gopi side to them too. But I, I have enough to figure out what Gaudi Vaishnavism is about. There's <laughs> enough to do with that, so. Don't even be curious about that <laughs> possibility. <laughs> what else? Yes. You said something last night about how Shantarasa was the only Sai Baba that can be changed, but the rest of them are perfect all the way to come to it. Yeah. Yes, but there was this changeability about this. Mm-hmm. I just wondered if you could say more about that because I'm not sure. Yeah, it would be changed if they. If they Get the association of a Dasi Bhakta or a Sakya Bhakta or Madhurya Bhakta, they can come to that. I mean, Shantaras is, is pure, and of course, so it's a, it's, it's a transcendental position, but the very term implies some kind of neutral, well, it implies neutrality. Hmm. So if, if you're not biased, you're neutral, you could be swayed. Hmm. If you already have a bias, then that'll be harder to change, right? Hmm. So just to use that as an example, hmm. the bias of dasya, of sakya, vatsalya, that that's not going to change, hmm. and that's a development that includes um, a keen interest in Krishna's pastimes and qualities and so forth. Mm, that's absent in Shantarasa. So it's kind of like a standing there watching and just, I don't know, you know, like the, 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of like, I would say, like the beatific vision kind of idea. 
Hmm? Not standing, meditating. Hmm? And inward, there are people in Vaikuntha, they just do meditation inward. Hmm? So, but at any rate, if someone develops in arguably in this in this world Shantaras hmm. by association they can that can that can change. So again neutrality there's some there's some possibility of of change by association. There's nothing to resist that positive wave. Hmm. So we're not interested in in that. That doesn't that doesn't manifest itself in a very overt, very overtly in in Goloka. Therefore, it's it said, Mapu came to give the the, the four principal rasas of of Brudge. What else? It's kind of it's from this morning's. Reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is Advaita dancing in the mood of a gopi? Because and why does he want? See uh, the universal form. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a plaything in the hands of Mahaprabhu, <laughs> and uh, and so with the association of Mahaprabhu, it's possible all his associates can taste gopi bhav, mm-hmm. and as mentioned in Karna, Kavi Karnapur's book hmm. Chaitanya Charitamritam what is it called? I forget but um, so possibilities there but he's he's he stopped that and then and this other scene Mahaprabhu Desire came in him, and that was a little more, it's going to be a little easier to relate to because he's the Mahavishnu. <laughs> so he wanted to see the Vishvarupa worlds coming from Mahavishnu. It's all inside of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mahakavya. Mm-hmm. So there, it's in this world also. Different possibilities, curious, curiousness of the Dvaita. Sometimes they're seeing him as devotee, sometimes as God. Sometimes he sees himself as devotee, sometimes as God. So he himself, one minute is thinking, Gopi, 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 we heard. The next minute he's, see, the whole universe is inside of me, worship me. Next minute he's worshiping Krishna. Okay. Chaitanya 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 Chaitanya